right, today we have a special guest, Camila Romito, and she's a friend of mine and a friend of Peggy's, but also my daughter-in-law. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen you in just a couple of months, and you've been through a big transformation in this few months. Can you tell us about it? First, my transformation is spiritual. Okay. From inside, how I feel, you know, it's learning that everything's how I feel, not how I see things outside. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. Well, you lost 20 pounds and yeah. you did this. Did you go into it feeling like I want to lose weight or I want to feel better? Feel better. Mm. And so what was that process? Uh, recognize that I need to love myself mm-hmm. first and understand that I was eating emotions, mm-hmm. especially since that I moved from Brazil to here, to America, was a lot. Mm. And I was putting my emotions in everything. Mm. Food, getting mad. <laughs> yeah. Then I just said, no, this is not right with myself. How I can love myself if I'm eating emotions doesn't work. Mm. Yeah. And what you have, like, is it your degree in health too? Or what's your degree in? Dietitian, nutritionist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, and post degree in sports nutrition. Yeah. What are you eating? Before or now? <laughs> <laughs> what are you eating right now to love yourself? Protein shake, um, red meat once a month, just chicken, fish, nuts, um, salad. Yeah. And I'm just listening to my body. Sometimes I don't have to eat, then I just listen to my body. Then one thing that helps is exercise. Is a therapy for me? Mm. When I'm, I am angry or mad, I go to the gym, I run, then let it go everything then I don't have to eat the emotions <laughs> yeah I need to eat what why do I need to eat no this is not good so yeah. you've always been a runner right yeah 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 because didn't you used to do marathons or I did New York City Marathon in 2019 and wow. Sao Paulo City Marathon 2016 oh wow that's impressive yeah was my therapy after many when i had a hard time before um and i see a lot of people from my age going in alcohol and and i said i need to find something different or you know struggling with other stuff then i gotta go run it's a therapy for me then i feel safe there mm, yeah. it was my safest safe space you know like yeah i'm safe there mm. and i I can put my emotions there and feel great and yeah that runner's high is a thing <laughs> it really is yeah i recently had a meditation that we did together we always do these meditation circles and in it i was kickboxing and my body told me how important it's going to be for me to start this in my life and oh. i was like i asked my mind i'm like is this for real I don't need to do that. And it was like, this is very for real. Your body is going to feel oxygenated. You're going to feel amazing and happy. And your cells are just going to be blossoming. Wow. I was like, okay. So I just found out about kick 
boxing classes at a nearby place. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, this is new. I haven't heard this. Yeah. I never shared it. Yeah. But it was like one of the things that came through so clearly when I had like a little body meditation to hear yeah. what my body wanted to say. And so I love that, you know, clearly 20 pounds makes an impact on somebody that's already a pretty small frame. And so I, I just love that this 20 pounds has come from a place of loving yourself deeply and just letting your body look however it is when you're in a place of thriving and listening as opposed to like I you know I need to weigh less which is you know everything's okay being a woman and the body image and all the things that come with that is a, such a big thing yeah it is yeah I mean, it is I mean I in my 20s I did a lot of emotional eating as a coping mechanism so it was mm. nothing for me to gain or lose 25 pounds in my 20s. But there was always like a trauma and then 25 pounds. Mm -hmm. And then I would work on losing the weight without doing anything about the trauma. And that went on until my 40s. And then that's really when I got into more personal development for myself. And that's really when I started to work more on the emotions, which I love that everybody is, you know, I'm old doing this. You guys are young doing this. You know what yeah. I mean? To to really have that recognition, how much the emotions create the body, mm -hmm. right? It's the protection. You know, you eat food to protect yourself from feeling so much, and then it's just then you get mad at the body, and now we're in um, vicious circles. So you have to unplug, but starting with the emotions, that's brilliant. Mm. Yeah, and it, and it makes it easy. Like if you want to eat something that you really love it. Like, let's say you want to go McDonald's, you don't need to order the burger, the fries, the soda, just get the fries and, okay, I'm happy. This yeah. is what I do. I don't like fast food at all. Yeah. But when I go, I just say, okay, I have one choice. <laughs> Which one it will be? <laughs> <laughs> it's easy then. Yeah. That's a great point. That's funny. Some of my, um, my friends who were models, right? that was the one thing they would let allow themselves to do would be to have french fries that was their cheat would be french fries wouldn't mm. be anything else but they would have the french fries yeah when they were going to cheat i have a friend that made dinner for one of my kids birthdays and he made chicken tenders and fries and it was the first time i ever ate something like that where it didn't make me feel sick mm. and i said to him like what did you do? How did, how did you make this? And he said, I made them in tallow. Oh. I was like, oh, he's like, your body knows what to do with the tallow. It doesn't know what to do with, with all the, the different oils and fats, things. Yeah. I didn't feel bogged down at all. And different yeah. bodies respond to different things. But for me, it was like, great. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So I just had fries yeah. and tallow the other day. I just, I won't eat fries anymore. I personally yeah. just can't even eat them anymore. No. Yeah. yeah. Just, sometimes you go there, I need today, but. But you don't need yeah. the burger and all of it. So. No. Yeah. I just, some people like it. This, they don't taste good, I guess. Yeah. Is this, um, how, how long have you been here? So you moved here from Brazil. And, and also what prompted you yeah. to move here? Well, I moved here one year, nine months, yeah. eight months, something like that. Yeah. Um, since that I was a kid, I learned English on my own. I never had money to pay school. Yeah. And I just bought, I used to buy magazines and dictionary and translate by hand everything to learn. Wow. 
yeah, and I, I listen to music, I say, okay. And like 30 years ago, like I'm 37, 30, 25 years, no money, it was real expensive. Then I translate by the hand and I was learning, watching movies. Then I said, oh my gosh, I want to live in America at some point, but how to live here? Yeah. Um, then I, after I had the cancer in 2020. Well, yeah. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. good about it. Yeah. Was really hard for me. Uh, then I said, okay, I have my conversations with God. And I said, let's make a deal. <laughs> if, I, if this works, I got to go leave my dream because I'm not leaving. I'm just existing. I'm not happy here. I think my destiny is over there. So let's get through this together. And then if everything's so, and I talked to my doctor because for a time they, they said, maybe you just can leave five years. Maybe. Wow. It's going to go fast or maybe you're going to live much more than we thought and you're going to die old. And my doctor, he's really like, okay, if you're going to die, I'm going to tell you and we're going to do everything we can to keep you comfortable. And I said, okay. Man, let's how old were you, Camila? 34. And what wow. kind of cancer? Tumor neuroendocrinal. Where? As a appendix. Oh, okay. The appendix. They say intestine, but yeah. it, but it's, it's the same type that Steve Jobs had, but pancreas, right? Mine was appendix. And what stage were you at? I think it was three. Coming it was almost four. Oh. They can't explain. Until right now, there's, they can't explain. Why they can't she, explain they, why you don't have it. No, they can't explain why she's alive. Yes, because uh, by mistake, they saw when they did the biopsy and they said, it's going to all your body, so maybe you need to, we need to do another surgery. But I forgot to get the biopsy because until I, I did the surgery because they, they thought was appendix was, was not working well. And I forgot to get the biopsy and the hospital never called me. So one day I said, I should go to the hospital, maybe. Um, then when I opened, I said, oh my gosh, I have cancer. Like she didn't, you didn't know you had cancer. No. They thought it was appendicitis, had this and surgery. I, said, I have cancer and I start and I called my mom because my dad passed away from cancer. And I said, I'm gonna die, Jesus Christ. And I was, and I called two friends. They said, okay, we're gonna do appointment with the best doctor. The company that I was working, they say, we pay everything, don't worry. Then the doctor said, oh my gosh, you forgot. So you should to have the right surgery. This, this wasn't the right surgery. He said, I can't do anything about it right now. I just have to check your body because, and we're going to see, we're going to do it the biopsy again. We have to check if it's real cancer. This is weird. Like nobody couldn't understand. And I was like, oh my gosh, was was everything crazy on my mind? Then they did the biopsy again, and they said it's cancer. Yeah. Um, it's was going to all your body. Metastasis almost was something like that. Metastasis. Yeah. Yeah. Probably it's we reach there in six months, but you don't have nothing in your body. We can explain. So wait six months. We're gonna do everything again. MRI, I think something like that. MRI. MRI. PET scan, everything. They couldn't find anything. They, they sent me to another hospital and just two guys in Brazil know about this type of cancer. 
And they said, okay, we, you don't have anything. So, but you have the cancer, so you have a, I don't know, you have a good connection with God or whatever it is working with you, disappear. And we can explain. And, and wow. how long of a period? So let me get this right. So you went, they thought you had appendicitis or something was going on with your appendix. That's when they did a biopsy. And then you October never... October 2020, I did the surgery. I got the biopsy in June 2021. Yeah. June 2021. Uh, yeah. June 2021 was the hell. And June, July, August, they said, you look clean, okay? You, and chemo doesn't work in this cancer because mm -hmm. grows slowly. Probably was in my body around four years, something like that. Wow. They say they, they, they have no idea. And then December, they said, there's nothing in your body, so you are good to go. Okay, so is it like this? And what wow. did you do in the time in between hell, what you, what you refer to as hell, and when they see you as clean? Faith. Faith. <laughs> Remember my mantra, I have everything I need and I get everything I want. With something like, That's right. I want to go in America so bad that I don't have this anymore. Wow. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard. Even about the money because it's expensive. But the company that I was working, I had the best insurance ever. And they said, we can pay everything. You don't have to worry about money right now. Wow. Yeah. Then works pretty good. So what was your, did you have a daily practice? Did you do anything at all to treat the cancer? Uh, first, I was scared and just, I never got mad, never, for never, never got mad. Um, I just think I really want to live. But people, when they have cancer, like I met people there in the hospital, they want to live but they, they don't really want, is the desire to say, I, I'm able to beat this, I'm stronger, mm -hmm. and I'm stronger than cancer. I can. But the fear come every day, every morning, especially people, they say, hey, you're gonna beat, but inside of you it's, it's dark, and it's a fight with light and dark. And then, like Jesus, I have my, Saved space with Jesus, and he told me, you're going to be good. Just have faith. You know what I mean? Faith. Whoa. Every day, just say, I want to leave. And I put this, if I got to go American, this is my plan. And it's going to go work everything how I want. But was hard. It's difficult. I, I just, who is there know the pain? It's yeah. painful. Until right now, it's painful. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It's it's always gonna be because all my family had cancer, and I'm I am the only survivor. I am the only one. So, but I think I broke that because, you know, I really want to leave, and I have so many things to do with cancer. Leave me alone, something like that. Yeah. So, that's 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 remarkable when you have a whole. Your father dies of cancer. Yeah. You have, I know since I've known you, your cousin who is your own age yeah. died of cancer. Mm. Um, and that was like really fast, like she found out, right? Yeah. Like in a couple of weeks and then was passed. Yeah. In two, and like in a few weeks? Yeah. That's so shocking. Yeah. yeah. And, and so for you to have that constitution, that faith, that I'm, this is my life, this is what's happening for me. And I mean, talk about faith healing. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's really remarkable. It's it's wow. I I have a plan, but I'm so busy right now. I would like to help people, and I talked to some people like when I think when I left Brazil, and some people just called to my mom and say, "Oh my gosh, I had cancer." She talked about that, and I feel like her. I don't have anything. Yeah, it's just understand that you can control your body, and it's really difficult, but you can if you trust in yourself. Like I'm stronger. I really want to live and do the right things with doctors for sure. But believe in yourself is the first. And one thing that my dad always teach me since that I was a kid, like you were love it and believe in yourself. You were powerful and you can get everything you need. And I just grew up that way. Like my dad was really good dad and I said, okay, I'm powerful. I can do it. Mm. Yeah. Wow. 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 Uh, how old was your daughter when you were doing all this 13 14 oh yeah. wow she doesn't want she doesn't like to talk about it yeah I'm I sure guess. I'm sure it's a trauma for her you know um, thinking about you know your mom being so sick and yeah we, we just told her I just told her when I was good like because yeah. she didn't know while you were going no through no it. no I just oh, talked good. to her dad and they were scared for a time because everybody was dying from cancer how to beat the cancer, you know? You see people die, and how are you gonna believe that you can survive? You can believe, just, I'm powerful, I can do it. Yeah. We can do everything, right? So just believe. It's like, fate is really small thing, you just have to find inside of yourself, no doubt. I think it's, a lot of people heal themselves, because that- A lot of people do heal themselves. Yeah. I do know people, though, that I swear, I think they do believe and it hasn't worked. Mm. You know, nothing else. Like, did you change your food or anything else? No, I always was super healthy. Yeah. And I never smoke. I never drink a lot of alcohol. I never did drugs. I never, wow. I don't know why. It's just, just me, but it's just to prove, make you stronger, right? Yeah. It's, it's curious, it'd be curious to look up that new German medicine uh -huh. um, Kim was sharing with me, and um, it's, it's developed by some German guys. Well, German new medicine is basically this, this man got cancer and he wanted to know the actual root of it. So the actual root he found out through doing brain research and studying multiple people with cancer and different ailments was that there was a trauma. And for him, his trauma that um, ignited the cancer was uh, his son's tragic passing, surprise tragic passing. And what he found is that different sorts of cancers and ailments in the body relate to different emotional and mental traumas that people have gone through and that the cancer is actually the healing. It's part of the healing process. Um, I don't know enough about it to speak to it any more than that. But if yeah. you go onto the website, um, like you or you Google German New Medicine and whatever ailment you're experiencing, you may be really surprised to see what it says the about connection. your mental state and pattern in your life. Because once you can identify it, then you can really help heal it. And um, identifying those patterns and things is powerful. So I, I'm wondering if your 
thing had to do with trust, faith, and then you going through that process was your healing. Yeah, I agree. I think there's something that it's like a cycle. You have to, new chapter, right? Yeah. And I closed the book. Yeah. Yeah. I I see America like a new book, not like a new chapter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, I like to feel that it's my second chance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like second chance. And I think when you heal from cancer, is like a second chance, especially in this case. Like I'm having a second chance. I'm trying to be a better person. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the challenge, the challenges are bigger now. <laughs> but it's just, um, yeah. You you become strong. Like I think it's emotions. They say it's genetic, but this I think we carry emotions for our parents, from our granddad, and I just broke that, and now I'm dealing with other things. But it's emotions because. All my family had, I had, because it's not genetic, it's genetic, but it's time to break and say, okay, mm. it's done. Yeah. 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 Wow. Powerful. Yeah. <laughs> She's a healer. And <laughs> yeah, you are. And you healed yourself. Yeah. And now you are in America. Yeah. This was your dream. Has there been anything? I know your daughter is still in Brazil. Mm-hmm gorgeous daughter we had her on the ranch she's came for a visit (laughs) yes so lovely how how like how are you how are you managing like that sort of relationship that you're having with her no we are good she knows like she could come here right now but she does she doesn't want to come here like it's her choice i manage pretty good i am good like i feel the emotions really deep everything but when you love, you let free, right? Yeah. I could say, you're going to be with me. When you love, you let free. So I love you. What's going to be the best for you? Okay. Mm. Be there. If you want to come here, the doors are open for you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's like they say love. No, when you love, you let free. So Yeah. It's true. Mm. That's powerful. <laughs> yeah. And then how, how is your dream of being here in action? Oh my gosh, I'm healing so many things on myself. Mm-hmm. I think it's the upgrade that's coming soon. I have the feeling that I have something really big, a spiritual to do it, because I can see the power inside of me. I can feel, you know, it's, mm-hmm. but uh, it's like a challenge, right? Like you have to understand that, okay, this doesn't belong to me anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think. There's something inside of me. I love big challenges. Mm. And I can't stop that. Yeah. It's, it's, I just love big challenges. And I see one big challenge I get. For me, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming to America with just two bags. Like, I just moved wow. here and I left everything. And cancer and all the jobs that I had before. Some I had a big challenge. I think it's working pretty good. I'm always fast with things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would explain getting married to Marco. <laughs> fast with things. I'm fast. Um, I got my green card. Like, Congratulations. It was really fast. Um, I think it's working pretty good. And I'm just healing many things on myself, spiritual. Like One thing was I used to lose weight, gain weight. Now I don't have the feeling anymore. I eat and I'm good. I control anger. Right, so my mom was really hard on me when I was a kid. I used to have a lot of anger for everything. 
Mm. And if you are mad, you get mad all the time. If you are sad, you get you. It's like a you can't control that. So I want to be happy all the time because be happy. It's now. It's not on the future, right? Yeah. Mm. I'm learning this. I'm happy. I got up to this. Okay, I'm good. I'm healthy. I have money, so I'm happy. <laughs> I stop to search for happiness in the future. Mm. Oh, this is it. one big lesson. Being you have to love people when they are here right now because you never know. So it's, it's, a, it's a big lesson that I got last month is I'm happy. What am I waiting for? I love people that are with me right now. I'm happy. Aww. It's just. That's and, so great. Yeah. You know, I, this is so funny. I had a, a download the other day and I actually made a post today about it, which is real freedom is being able to manage your mind when it wants to tell you you're unhappy. Oh. Right? So real freedom is to be able to, when your mind wants to go into unhappiness, to be able to go, no, we're not going there. Mm. Because that's the freedom of being able to, to create your own thoughts and create your own reality and say, no, I'm happy. I grew up with a mother that her mantra to me every day was a whatever, it was just be happy, just be happy. I mean, I must have heard that phrase 10 times a day, mm. my entire childhood. She would just say, just be happy. And because there was, you know, because as a kid, especially, it's like conditioned, right? Okay, well, I didn't get this, or my brother took that, or they name called me this, or she's like, it's just be happy. Let them, you know, so what? So what if they said that to you? So what? You know, she was teaching me how to be tough without telling me be tough. She would just say, just be happy. Let it roll off your back. You know, so it was, um, it was an interesting way to be able to like be trained as a little kid to not let those things in hmm. you know it's it's funny i'm sitting in a few different areas right now one area is i love it and happiness feels like the center the other one is like potential bypassing how you're actually oh feeling. well for sure there's that going on um, we're not you know there's for sure that i mean there's a we know now <laughs> the benefit of being able to allow somebody to have their feeling and their emotion. Yeah. But, but when you're an adult and you know it's a trap and it's a rabbit hole and you're always looking out there for the future and there's always constant dissatisfaction that today doesn't feel good or yeah. look good, to be able to love what is. I mean, I think that's Brian Katie's whole work, you know, her book. Mm -hmm. um, I think she calls it the work is just really loving what is, loving what you're present to today in this moment. And to hear you say you're loving everybody in your life and you're loving where you are, that's like right there is the biggest reset that anybody's brain needs to be able to create from that place. You know, because until you make peace with yourself yeah. or make peace with what's going on inside of you, whether it's you're overweight or you've uh, got some sort of disease happening, until you kind of make peace with that, it's just you're in a battle, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I, and and I love the phrase. Actually, I stop searching for happiness in my future. Yeah, yeah. So much of like even the conversation we just had with Bobby was about yeah. being present with whatever is. I always look at like you know whatever the emotion is is sitting outside of us, but like our center is innately at peace. And it just feels like being... If you can get there, right? With yeah, your center. With your center, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why breath work is always so great, right? Breathing. Yeah. You just did, you told yeah. me you just did a breath work the other day. Yeah, it was Ooh. amazing. And I realized something big there. 
I just decide like whatever I'll be, I want people look at me, I want to be light, you know, I want to mm -hmm. be able to help people. So, you know, that kind of person that you look at, oh my gosh, she's or he's amazing. There's a lot of light. There's a lot of hope. Yeah. And because it's hard when you meet someone and the person just complain or I'm not happy. I search for this. I need that. Oh, stop. We have everything we need. So, you know, I want to be light. I want to, you know, that person that coming to you and laugh and make you have faith. So have a faith. Believe in yourself. And you are being happy there. Yeah. yeah, this is like my goal. Like I, I told to Marco, like I wanna have a purpose, like bigger, you know, like help people and and in a job that I can do something big. I don't just don't wanna work for money. If yeah. I make less than I supposed to make, doesn't matter. I'm being happy and helping people and saving souls. Mm, like yeah. saving or at least you smile for me today. I'm happy, you know. Then I realized. That. <laughs> The breath work was good. I like to go all my anger in that place. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, was was a lot. I was crying like a baby. Yeah, and I back in my childhood, and I said, whatever my parents did, I'm grateful. They don't owe me anything. I don't owe anything. Oh. Let it go the anger from my mom, and let it go the people that hurt me. It's Ooh. good. And then I said, okay, I want to leave the present, and whatever will be, because we are so small. You know, you can just tomorrow not be here and what are you gonna carry? No money, no beauty, you know. And oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's all true. Yeah. And then it's just like, okay, I just wanna be happy and people come around me and say, oh my gosh, can mm. I help you? Mm. Can I help you for free? Can I help you for that? Or just call me and it's, it's, a, it's difficult. Every day you have to get up and work on yourself. Then I write some things and I get up and I say, this, 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 okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you find time for play? Yeah. Yeah. Good. I think it, I like uh, this for me, it's being really good because I was in a cycle that I was always mad and waiting for something. I, wa I was waiting for my cancer. I don't have a cancer anymore. I was waiting to come in America and I was waiting to meet a husband. I was waiting to have my green and I have everything. Why do I complain? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's the happiness here in front of me. Like, and I just waiting for what? Because look, happiness is not there. Mm -hmm. I can be happy, heaven, but happiness is, is much more and just evolution and your spiritual life, happy with yourself. Yeah. You've been on such a journey since you've even been here, right? Yeah. You had a job, then you met a man, then you got married, and then you decided not to work, and now you're feeling into your purpose, right? And it sounds like you really want to help people, which you don't even have to have a job to do. Have you thought about what ways your heart wants to express helping? Yeah. What are you feeling? Yeah, I, feel, I have a lot of doubts, Okay, but I trust in my body. I know when something is for me, it's not for me. Hmm. Then I, I will know, especially right now that I don't carry the anger anymore. Because mm. we have the power, right? So God is our, our father. He's powerful. So we have to understand that I have the power, right? So yeah. I don't have anger anymore. I don't have this. In the right moment, I will know what it's, will be good for me. Mm. I'm struggling with this still, but 
I just decide, let it go, and at the right moment, I will know. Oh, yeah. that's perfect, yeah, because you're, you'll be led to it, it'll be brought in, and then you'll just know it. Your intuition will, will yeah. guide you and say, this is the thing where my energy needs to go. She'll magnetize it. Yeah. yeah it sounds like you've set the intention, though. And can you do your, like, mantra? She has, the, like, the way that she does her mantra actually makes me believe it in my body. I think I talk with the hands. It's an Italian thing. <laughs> As the mantra, I have everything I need. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's like, I have everything I need, and I get everything I want. <laughs> it works in my life. I never fail. Everything I need, I got everything I want. Yeah, you have everything. There was one time where you did a third line. I wrote it, it down yeah. in my phone. It was yeah. I have, I have everything, and I have everything I need. I got everything I want. Yeah, and everything I want. And then it was, was like, like, yeah. Then there was a movement like this with yeah. some words. Oh, I just loved it. You two high fiving. You've it was got like, so yeah. much sauce in you, and I just love your spirit and just the way that you're fiercely inside of yeah. yourself. And um, yeah, your life hasn't always been easy, but you've always just moved through and like swam and lived with it and breathed with it and just kept going and it's really awesome and inspiring yeah big lesson is stop to blame people mm. stop to say oh right now i'm leaving this or i need that no you have to be i am the big actor this is my life and i am in charge <laughs> uh -huh. i am the big actor That's so awesome. everything i need is inside of me right mm. god gave me so now I have the power to get everything I want. Stop to complain, stop to get mad, let it go. Go search for your goal, because the happiness is here, right? Yeah. yeah. I noticed personally that every time I'm upset about something, there's a blame behind it. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been really Blaming yourself, or it can be anybody. Blame I've yourself or other really people. I've been really identifying how much I blame circumstance instead of radically owning mm. my field and mm. everything that I've created. And I've been observing this part of myself for mm. like two or three years now. And I'm definitely improving while I'm unwinding this personal pattern, but it is fascinating. And then you really watch how often other people do it as well. Mm -hmm. And well, the field, you spot it, you got it, right? That you see it in somebody else, you go, oh yeah. That's, yeah, I recognize that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been really powerful. Yeah, blame doesn't. You have to take the responsibilities, right? Yeah. I am the responsible for everything. Oh, but okay, he did, she did. I don't care. What this are is you my responsibility. Do spend your whole life blaming everybody, and then what? Yeah, you know. It, you know the, and I think culturally we've, or, or generationally maybe is the better way to put it is that you know i'll look at my kids or the kids who are you know te you know teens and 20s now that have we've conditioned them to have entitlement right mm. and you know have expectations because when 20 years ago life was easier there was a lot more money in circulation you could buy a lot more so my generation that worked really really hard didn't want our kids to work as hard so completely did a disservice to them hmm. by giving them overgiving, And now they are in their 20s and 30s trying to figure that out and then having to work hard. But you don't see that in a lot of people who come to America. 
like who come the right way, right? No. Because to come the right way, you had to jump through multiple hoops for a long time, right? And then pull yourself up and, and do the work yourself, right? And so I think, you know, what I what I see is it's some some of the young people I know have such chips on their shoulders about it should look like this, it should look like that. And, and just this anger that they don't have the best of the best or the whatever. And I think social media probably plays a big role in that. I was gonna Seeing say, this sounds else. like a social media problem. Yeah, because well, but I mean, I've, I've got clients and I've got parents whose kids you know, are acting out like that and are just like, don't wanna work and just entitled to the roof over their head. And, and it's like how to wake them up, you know, when, you know, how to kind of like inspire them to love themselves enough. Because somewhere along a line, we've done a disservice to them in making them believe that they couldn't handle life or they weren't strong enough for life. Where your dad was like, you know, this is what you do and this is what you think and you get it. And that's how my parents were with me, right? And so being able to have that internal dialogue that I can do it for myself, I'm gonna go out and make it happen for myself. I think there's a large segment of the population that don't know how to access that inside of themselves. I think it's because we're so sick. Mm, that could be. I don't know, it feels like well, there sick is sick and we're, we're and, the focus and, of the world, right, is, can be so negative that I, I see this, too, where there's like a why even bother? Why bother? Because everything is negative. And I think they're buried under all that negativity, too. Well, we're, there's that. There's we're sick. We're getting pulled from nature. Yeah. And sitting in traffic and... You know, so I don't know how, how many generations, sometimes it doesn't take, but to make the perspective adjustment, like I was just saying to James the other day, I was like, goodness, you know, driving all the time, kids to school or whatever, it's like a few hours a day. Mm -hmm. And, um, and how perspective really is everything. Like there are several ways that I can look at this. I can look at this as, this is super sacred time with my kids, mm -hmm. or this is a really great time to listen to fun music, or this is um, a great me time on the way back, or I can call somebody I love and mm -hmm. make that a regular thing, or I have the option of being pissed about it and feeling like I spend too much time each day doing that. And um, yeah, so, Perspective, perspective is huge with anything. For sure. Some of my favorite times in life were in the car with the kids and yeah. being alone. When we lived in Florida, we lived mm -hmm. on the beach and there was a drawbridge and I had to take the boys to school. And sometimes I would be in that car an hour and a half round circle, 45 minutes there, 45 minutes back mm. because of the traffic, not because of the distance. Yeah. And um, But I loved it. Yeah. I, it was just like spending that much time in the car with them and hearing about their, you know, you've, and there weren't phones back then, you know, they yeah. were little, but it's just having that captive time alone. So I you, would say enjoy it. <laughs> you just also said another thing that weren't phones back then. Yes. I think that is really feeding into a lot of the distraction that people are having. And also um, not even having to wait for a commercial. We're like oh. training our kids for instant gratification. It, that's You really actually, don't have to wait for anything. I would 
go as far as to say you could give a child so much that some people would call them spoiled. You can give them a lot, but it's really about the brain's idea of immediate satisfaction. Oh, yeah. Wasn't there a movie about that? <laughs> Is there? I mean, wasn't there a whole like thing on social media and how it trained that that immediate Oh, there was. Yeah, I there didn't was. watch it. I can't I remember didn't what that either. was. Either just remember I couldn't get through it, honestly. I started to watch it. I was like, oh, God, this is but hurting we're, my head. We're, we're diminishing the focus part of the brain. And we start doing that to kids when they're children. So historically, we would go outside and play all day long. And we would come home at the end of the day when it's time for dinner, right? I think yeah. this was a pretty normal yeah. childhood What, what was your childhood like? Uh, yeah, play, play outside. outside. Yeah. Um, yeah, with my cousins and they joke all the time because I was so skinny <laughs> they call me <laughs> then yeah and I was going to the scoop walking walk my mom was well. working my dad so, and my god <laughs> one hour to go you walked one hour to school yeah. and there's a time we had to buy a ticket for the bus but we don't have money to pay me and my my aunt because she's she's three years older than me then we have to walk at this the heat and oh my gosh wow every I, day and then back day. home. And then back home every day. And it was like one o'clock. I used to go seven a.m. and back home one o'clock. Oh my gosh, it was hard, but it was fun. <laughs> but hard but fun. Hard. You but know what I mean? Like hard but fun. Hard but fun. It's, it's kind just, of like life. It's just, yeah. Then it there you learn when you come in America and you have a car and you say, "My gosh, is is automatic car? We have AC." Oh my gosh, where is the bulb? And you just say, oh my gosh, I'm rich now. Uh, <laughs> wow. Start yeah. there. Life was hard there. Wow. Public school. Like, yeah. My dream. I, every day I said to my dad, can I go to the private school? No money. So when I cry, I want to go to the private school. No money. Cry. Mm. And then, yeah. So you figured it out yourself. Yeah, that's okay. Public school. That's all we have now. <laughs> yeah. We were kids, so we saw the rich kids going to the private school, mom yeah. and dad driving. My mom and dad were working. Yeah. So yeah. it started their life, you know, but it was fun. No fun, no nothing, just playing with my cousins, having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. It, you know, everything's perspective, you know, yeah. but some people have it more rough than others. Do you think that's a, a result of the field? Or what do you think? It depends on how deep we go. <laughs> if we go by Kabbalah standards, we would say that soul chose that experience. Yeah. You know, we would say that you chose your cancer, you chose your family, yeah. you chose yeah. those circumstances at a soul level, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the personality sitting here wants to go, Nobody freaking chose anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know, that wasn't yeah. their fault that happened to them. You know, that. so it's, you know, who, who really knows? But I think having the perspective of the soul choosing definitely gives more peace of mind, you know, to, to being able to be in this world when you see so much pain and um, that some people have to go through in their life. Yeah. And it gives a way to, you know, step you back to your faith and that there's something bigger at play that allows us to get through those moments. Yeah. Yeah, and some people it's decades, you know. Yeah, but the happiness is there. Let's say some people are 
they don't have money and they're happy. Some people, they have everything. It's more how you feel, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I always share this cab driver story when I was in D.C. and with Bobby and in the cab and this woman, God bless her, African-American woman, didn't have a lot of teeth, got in the car, and she was radiant, just radiant, this light. And I was like, I took off my seatbelt and I sat up like a little kid and I was like, oh my God, like, tell me how, how you stay so happy. Like, just tell me your secret. And she looked at me and she kind of turned over her shoulder and then she looked back and I sat back and she looked me in the eyes through the mirror and she's like, I don't let anybody steal my joy. Mm. Like nobody, like she's got a firm heart. Nope. You know, she's just like really strong with her boundaries and nobody steals her joy. And I never forgot that woman because you could look externally at her and go, oh my God, there was all these reasons to look and see suffering there. There was no suffering. She was just this emulating light. So happy. I guarantee anybody who got in that cab, she affected them for the rest of her life. I'm telling this story and it's been 15 years. Oh gosh. I've had some yeah. epic Lyft drivers. There are some there's something about people that drive cars around and they just I think they so there 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 is your little bit there. They enjoy connecting to people. Yeah. And it just is cool when you have one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. So what's making you laugh these days? Uh, peace, right? Peace. And life. I'm alive, right? This is a big thing for me. Should be for you and for everybody. <laughs> I'm very happy to be alive. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just happy with myself because for years I'm trying to heal many things and I think I am like, finding this inside of me. Uh, yeah. And finally I can go home soon. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go Brazil in January. So yeah, this is good because my mom, she is waiting for me. Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. How long are you gonna stay there? Two weeks and a half. It's, oh. a, it's a lot. That's good. It's, I don't need more there. Perfect. Perfect. That's great. Does your daughter have plans to come back anytime soon? Ah, yeah, but she is just busy right now. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe the holidays or not, yeah. not till the summer. Yeah. She is always busy. Well, yeah. that's good. She's a teenager. She's always busy doing many things, complaining, you know. Her <laughs> life was much easier. She, yeah. She always complains about something. That's okay. Do you tell her how you walk to school and to, to, to public school for an hour? <laughs> yeah, she just, oh my gosh. And, you know, but oh, she doesn't understand. It's just teenager. Yeah. 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 And her English is really good too. Yeah. Yeah. She thinks that she's six years old. She learns. She goes. It's important. Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, if she wants to know it, yeah. <laughs> then yeah. it's important. Well, I think, you know, having a second language is really, I wish that's something that would have been maybe, you know, pressed upon earlier. Me in too. Our generation, my generation. Yeah. I but, feel like. In California and Texas, oh. we should learn Spanish. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that is just yeah. a given. Yeah. I started teaching my kids young, but it hasn't stuck. Oh, same. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 It, and it's hard for us. Like for me, 
this is not my mother language, so I have to express myself in a different language and a different culture. It's a challenge. Yeah. Like my friends say, oh my gosh, how can you communicate in English with your husband? I said, it's normal. Why? <laughs> I can't speak. I'm so afraid. I said, me too. I have a fear, but let it go. <laughs> it's hard. It's difficult. Do you ever dream in English? I just dream in English and I just complain in English. <laughs> when I complain about, oh my gosh. And, but in your dreams, you're dreaming yeah. in English? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. That, you know, when I studied Spanish, I used to dream in Spanish all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think it's just that exercising that, you know, what you're excited about, right? Mm. I mean, that's what it was for me. I wanted to learn it. What We had um, a nanny from Oaxaca. And she spoke zero English when she came to our house. And the how I ended up hiring her was my girlfriend um, put it out in her in her um, connections. She spoke Cece broke spoke beautiful Spanish. And so that's how I ended up hiring a girl who spoke no English. And Cece spent the first day taking her around the house. Marco was a year old, and we were living in Southern California. And Erica was her name, and she was incredible with Marco, just like this little mother and took care of everything. And, but I, I had a real desire to talk to her and she had a real desire to talk to me. So the, the local high school had free English classes. So she went every single night from six to nine learning English and she would walk down the street. She lived with us and then would walk back. And I went to the same school to learn Spanish. Oh. And so that we could start to communicate. And my mother-in-law would come to town who knew Italian. And there's some kind of evidently closer connections where you can understand. Yeah. And so they were able to communicate and laugh. And and I was, you know, it was so funny. And But that, but only, I only did it for like a year or two. And I spoke like really bad. <laughs> it was like always backwards. Of course it's backwards. My English is backwards half the time because of my brain with my channeling. There's mm. so many times words will just fall out and it'll be the wrong word or whatever. And I don't have control over it because of the, the way I channel. Mm. At least that's my story about it. Ah. But, <laughs> but anyway, if I slow I'm, down. I'm going but, with your story. Yeah, but at some point I would like to go back to really you know embrace another language because I just think it's, it's also acknowledging that there are other cultures out there and that they're just as important. You know, I think for a long time that was a stance that maybe America took, like if you come to America, speak English kind yes, of Yes, that stuff. is a stance a so stance, many right? people took. And I, you know, for right or wrong, it doesn't matter, but I just think culturally we need to like be speaking more than just English. Uh, yeah, and I think every adult, at least that I know, grows up thinking, gosh, I wish that was yeah. the case, you know. But I do, but I do think that that if you're teaching math to children who speak English, you need to speak English. Like, I, yeah. I, I, otherwise it's confusing. It's confusing. There, you know, I know different kids who had, you know, a different a math teacher that could not speak English and was, was teaching math. And math is its own language in itself. Mm. So it was double confusion. It was like, oh, yeah. Learning, learning, math learning is, is hard enough on it. Well, some people it comes easy. Yeah, yeah. Marco's got a math mind. Oh yeah. Do you, do you have a math mind, Cammy? Mm -mm. No. no. Well, I, you married a guy with a math mind, so that's all you yeah. needed. No, I was really <laughs> bad. Like, I had a hard time with math, <laughs> but I was good with languages. With yeah. English class, everybody tried to hey help me. 
or Spanish or Germany. We they used to teach us Germany. Then I always was good with languages. Wow. Yeah. How many languages do you speak? As Portuguese, right? My mother language, English, Spanish, Albanian a little bit. I started to learn Germany, but I couldn't. Wow. Yeah. Is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah. It's, and it's a lot. It's a. It's a tough, like rough. Yeah, it's an but intense after language you too. learn the first, it's easy. It's easy. That. Yeah, because mm -hmm. Spanish, it's they say similar Portuguese, but it's, it's some words is not. But after you learn the first, it's fast. You just yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm speaking Spanish. Wow. Well, should we do an ask Peggy? Sure, although she probably has the answers. <laughs> she does. Well, sometimes we do an Ask Peggy segment, which is where you can ask Peggy so she can open up her channel if you have any question you want to ask okay, today. Okay, that's good. All right. Mm, let's see. I believe that we have um, another dimension. Hmm. Uh, above us mm. we are the low level <laughs> we have to upgrade so I would like to if they can tell you how they feel about my progress in oh. this word mm. oh that's a beautiful question if they can answer if they yeah. can okay okay let me see <laughs> I love that Wow, there, wow, first of all, I feel this huge opening, like heart opening and, and face opening, and just how you've put like, like 110 effort, they're showing me like 110 effort in, into accepting people around you, accepting of situations. And, mm. and they're showing me like when you throttle out, when you start to go, ah, and then you start to catch yourself. They're saying like she's doing a really good job of catching herself. And then, and sometimes, and, and even really good, I got to, you run hot, man. I'm so hot in your inner. I'm like, wow. <laughs> she is hot blooded, lots of energy. And um, wow, I'm sweating. <laughs> I just started that too. I think it? the room is also getting hot. Wow, yeah, but no, tap into her energy. She's passion. Yeah, yeah passion. fire. And, um, aw, just saying how, how, you're really being tender with yourself and really loving yourself in a new way. And it's not fake. And so they're really wanting to acknowledge mm -hmm. um, mm. you're really surrendering to your own flaws and you're starting to become self-accepting, which is self-love, right? The most mm -hmm. important thing. And, um, mm. oh, and you stop keeping score. Wow, that's Ooh, big. That's big. That's big to stop keeping score on yourself and on Marco and anybody else. Like to stop keeping score about who did what, when, that kind of stuff. And um, oh, your dad's here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got a baby he's holding, <laughs> and um, and that. Don't tell anybody you were his favorite. <laughs> but I think you know that. I know. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and that he's very sorry uh, that he had to leave so soon. And um, he said he approves of Marco and thank you for not running him off. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And, and he knows how I am. <laughs> and, and, and he says... Um, 
wow, it's interesting. He's saying, your dad's very poetic. He's like, he's like paper and he's like glass. He's like both. You can crunch him and not break him and you can see right through him, right? And, and he says, but be careful because heat melts glass. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So he's like, be careful with your fire with him because you will melt him. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Wow. Uh, your dad. Is he an engineer or something? Because it's like an engineer mind the way yeah, he's like. Yeah, my dad was like, oh. What was his profession? My dad used to work in a company when they produce cables like for this. Yeah, because I just see him like wow. he's like a, he puts things together. Yeah, my dad, he's really similar to Marco. Ah. Quiet, let it go. But he is always let it go. My mom was a fire. Mm. But my dad, all the time that I talk about my dad, everybody say, oh, he really loves you. He really loves you. Ah. It was kind of his passion. Yeah. He was really soft to me. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah I can feel but he that. was really, he's really quiet. He couldn't kill a bug. He said, let the bug leave. <laughs> my God, he does sound like Marco. <laughs> let the bug leave. I like that. Oh. He doesn't, oh. yeah, he was like, avoid fights, avoid everything. Just. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Oh, sweet. Well, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, he's always there for you, as you know. But thank you for letting me do that. <laughs> that was sweet. That was now sweet. I know how. Congratulations on all the work you've been doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. And I'm so happy you're in our family. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on. Thank yeah. you so much. 